Hello, it's Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio. I'm on the Skype phone call with the one and only Nick Beggs. Thank you for taking the time out today, Nick. Good to talk to you, Scott. Thank you for your time. Oh, very much a pleasure. I've been a fan for a long time. Matter of fact, I'll start by saying thank you for your contribution to the 80s. For someone who was a huge <laughs> Yes and Rush fan in college, uh, the Kaja Gugu album was something I could put on that sorority girls didn't hurl. Um, so very much thank you for, <laughs> for that soundtrack for some shenanigans back then. And I've honestly, it's been your funky bass lines that have kept me a fan all this time. Well, that's... That's quite an accolade. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, speaking of accolades, you just won uh, Best Bass Player four years in a row. Congratulations on that. Yes, uh, it's crazy. I'm, my theory is um, that it's because so many of the bass luminaries of the world are either retiring or dying. That's why they're <laughs> shouting around to give it to me. <laughs> Well, we do appreciate your work. Um, you've been playing with Stephen Wilson now for, uh, what, nine years or so, and you just got off a massive tour of 145 dates, and here you are on the phone to talk about the third album from Mute Gods. Do you ever take a vacation? Very rarely. Um, usually short ones, but my wife always says, why does it not involve her? <laughs> Well, I do follow you on Facebook, and you're quite entertaining. You pretty much show the world everything. I uh, really like it when you take on the telemarketers, though. That's that's the best part. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> so anyway, you've taken the time out to record another album with the Mute Gods. We're big fans of the first two. Um, what was the catalyst for getting out Atheists and Believers? Well, I saw the project as a three-album cycle, a, a tr an unholy trinity, if you will. <laughs> Um, and I kind of wanted to get them out as quickly as possible. My original plan was to release an album a year for three years, but it just didn't work out that way. It, it was okay for the first two, but the third one was more difficult. Uh, so uh, it was over a four-year period. And um, I suppose if you think of the first record as a kind of alternative rock album, like a progressive album almost, mm -hmm. The second one is more of a metal-centered album. The third one is a more of a pop-related um, album, I would say. But still sound, has that Mute God sound. I think so, yeah. There's an endemic thread musically and thematically running through all three records. But um, I, I didn't want to make the same record three times, obviously. Right. So I had to cast my net slightly further afield sonically. Uh, whilst dealing with the subject matters that are closest to my heart. You do hit a lot of big themes, big topics on these albums, but the, the songs come across in such a, a positive and, and almost happy, joyous way. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I, I think that's probably more so on this record than the first two, mm -hmm. though I do still get quite gnarly and angst-ridden. <laughs> um, the, the, the first two tracks on Atheist Believers deal with some pretty um, dour subjects. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think because of the nature of the melodies and the way in which I sing them, they can, um, they can lull the, belie the, the listener into believing that I'm um, singing a happy pop song. But exactly. I'm not actually at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, who, yeah. who were some yeah. influences that got you to think that way? I, I, you know, uh, Robert Smith of The Cure was one of those guys who could write the most depressing song and wrap it up in a happy pop thing. Uh, was that your, your, your history, and being so in, 
indelibly into the 80s at that time that carries over to now? Um, I, I suppose that we're all influenced by the stuff we listen to and we absorb everything around us. But I've been trying to move on for the eight, from the 80s for the past 35, 37 years. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it, I suppose you can't well, if- really. You can take the boy out of the but you can't take the pop out of the boy. I think um, musically, I was more happy to um, put a nod in that direction, this album, right. than I have been in a long time. But I think um, subject matter-wise, it was it's all my own angst. It's all my own gnarliness. It's all my own worldview uh, that is coming through loud and clear. That things are crazy these days. Yes, they are. <laughs> what is your favorite cut off the album? I think um, One Day is probably my f- the most successful uh, tune I've written to date for the project because it's succinct in as much as it has a pop uh, accessibility whilst retaining very serious subject matter. Um, it, it, it sings about how basically we are we're here because of random chance and life is a chemical reaction. It's, it's no divine plan and that we should stop casting around trying to find um, significance in everything and take everything at face value because we're not here very long. Exactly. Enjoy what you have while you have it. Yeah. How did you get Alex Lifeson on the album? Well, I I'd met Alex through Stephen Wilson because we uh, worked on a project for Rush, which was a re-record of 2112. Right. They wanted to release that as part of an anniversary um, companion for that record. So they looked around for people that were fans of the band, and they then allocated those people um, specific tracks to re-record. And the, Steve Wilson got asked to record re-record Twilight Zone so we rehearsed it up and we were on tour a few years back and during a sound check we recorded it in the afternoon in sound check live on stage and we sent it to them and they liked it so uh, Alex came along to Massey Hall in Toronto and hung out with us and I got to talk to him and have a drink and have our photograph taken <laughs> and then that, that was kind of access to him uh, for later on. Also, Marco Miniman was working with Alex. And so I said to him, look, let's ask Alex if he'd like to guest on the Mute Gods album. So we we regaled him with tunes and he picked this particular track one day and he said, I really like this song. I'd like, I'd like to contribute to it. So we, we said, do what you want. <laughs> of course. And he did. And it was great. It worked out really well. Well, You've now worked with Stephen Wilson, Steve Hackett, Alex Lifeson, many other names. Uh, who's left that you really would like to collaborate with? Well, I've, I've been asked that question a few times. I think my answer is that I've worked with people that the universe has brought to me. Um, it's been a very natural progression working with all these uh, various luminaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of, that's the best way. I'm a big fan of tremendous amounts of people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it would work out if we were to uh, be working together. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think 
I would be happy to work with whoever the universe sees suitable <laughs> to bring across my path. Nice. What is it about the touring that you still like? None of us are getting any younger. You just did 145 dates in, what, almost two years, year and a half, two years? That's hard on a person. You must really... Um, actually, you... it, was, it, was, it was just... It was, um, it was 14 months. Okay. Uh, so it's just over a year. Right. Um, it is. It is. I mean, it's, it is a slog. You have to be um, dispositionally suited both physically, mentally, and emotionally. You can't, it's not for everybody. You can't, not everyone can do that job. And even then, it's tricky, you know, you um, start to see double after a while. Right. Even if you're um, measuring your alcoholic intake, you have to, you have to be sensible. And uh, we're all glad to have got home and our friendships are still intact. That's, that's the best thing of all. <laughs> yes. And when you can still be friends with someone you work with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that um, they're all such fabulous people. and that We had a, a great touring party. Everybody was amazing. From the, from the, obviously, from the, the guys that I work with in the band, who I, who I love to pieces. But all the tech staff, all of the lighting engineers, the sound guys, the, uh, the, the guitar and uh, keyboard techs, they're all fantastic at the top of their game and made sure that every single night with all the ad, ad, um, adversarial scenarios we faced <laughs> on many occasions, the show went on. I got to say, I, I have seen every Porcupine Tree Stephen Wilson tour since about 2006. And so I've seen you several times yeah. in the band. And I've got to say that this yeah. has been my favorite tour uh, of his solo tours. I just think the band was on, the set list was right, the crowd was... Uh, just two nights here in Fort Lauderdale, both just incredible shows. Well, Stephen is an artist who is growing. His fan base is growing exponentially around the world. And you would expect that, really, from an artist who has his finger on the pulse to be bettering with every every tour, the, his contribution to you know, the industry. And he's very mindful of that. He wants to take something out and give to the audience something better every, every cycle. Um, so, you know, you, you can expect something pretty extraordinary next time. I know there's been no plans to tour with the Mute Gods. Would you guys ever do a show, maybe one-off? Let's do all three albums as a trilogy or something? Well, I am actually looking into the possibilities of uh, getting some shows together. That would be I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to promoters and agents at the minute. I'm trying to get something together. Um, and as soon as I have something, I shall make it public. That would be tremendous, because a lot of these projects sometimes stay projects, and we don't get to touch and feel them and get sweated on by them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be sad. <laughs> so you envision this as a three-song cycle. The new album is out on the 22nd? Yeah, 22nd of March. Mm -hmm. that's, that's correct. I, I saw it as a three-album cycle uh, because I felt that it was a nice bundle. It wasn't too big a project to take on and would give me a super suitable amount of time to bring it into reality. Um, and I'm very happy with this third record. I think it's turned out very well. I think it's a fabulous listen. I've, I've listened to it about three times so far, and I've really enjoyed it, as, as I have the first two. Thank you. 
Well, I know you have other people lined up. Like I said, you just got off a very lengthy tour. Thank you for taking the time. I'm a big fan. You're wonderful to talk to. Keep doing all the crazy stuff on Facebook because I think you are one of those luminaries as well. You're darling. Thank you very much, Scott. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next time we're out that way. Definitely so. We'll make it a plan. All the best, sir. Thank you, Nick. Bye-bye.